3: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs
4: Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the h Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by one of our own, Charlie Baker. He's going back on stage, isn't he? talks a bit of talkie. That's
5: right. And uh, Bruce Millington with an amazing story about an unbelievable bet yesterday.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a record breaker. Um, we had a, we had some TV formats for a young uh, British golfer. And uh, what else did we have? Well, we had a chat, didn't we? We did, we had. And Martin Kellner, of course. Martin Kellner's weakest sport on TV.
5: Here it all is. (laughs)
4: Good
5: afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. I was going to start with breaking transfer news. Very, very exciting. Arsenal have signed Keir Gerabshen's cleaner to do the club's laundry. Oh, a little bit of cynicism. If you heard the man himself yesterday, he wasn't having it, of course. Oh, yeah, just um, the four players and the technical director, but no influence at all. Now, uh, yeah, William has signed
4: for Arsenal. We'll we'll chat to Duncan Wright about that as we look at some of the other transfer stories Mm, of the day. And, um, look, it's... it, it's odd that he got three years, and I think even the seasoned Arsenal fans would say that he could mm. well be diminishing returns after two, but he is a good experienced player, and yeah.
5: you, you've been a fan over the years, haven't you? Uh, mixed. Sometimes he says he says he's had great seasons and he's mm. had poor seasons, so, you know, often he's been the player of the year when everybody else has been rubbish, <laughs> which is really strange in the sort of two odd seasons when they, you know, they chucked it in for and they chucked it in for Conte, then... He was, and actually, of course, he fell out with Conte, didn't he? But uh, would,
4: had, he, you know, had he been prepared to sign two years, would you have been pleased to see him stay? Sort of, you know. <laughs> It's not is what, that is it, that you just having a pop at Arsenal? now? Not really, not? No. It's,
5: it's not what Chelsea need. I mean, Chelsea got enough in that area. He's a mm. good, good player and all that. Yeah, he's done well. And, uh, I mean, I, it could wish... be what
4: Arsenal need is they're looking to bring through but Arsenal young for players.
5: What? Where are Arsenal going to be really? I mean, City and Liverpool are going to be the t- top two. I think United will be third. They're definitely the three strong ones. So that leaves quite a lot of teams playing for fourth place mm. and. You know, I'm not sure William is the answer to, or the key, you know, that's going to make all that he, difference. He
4: may be part of the jigsaw, if not yeah, the key. Might be all right, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, we'll see. We'll force see, him, yeah, Force him, him in your place. Yeah. I. Th- doesn't matter what I think. What Andy basically said there, translate, is he's dead to me. Well, <laughs> well, that's
5: right, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <Well>, who? <laughs> who's who's going to who, like, enjoy seeing one of your players in your rival's shirt? No. Yeah, nobody. You wouldn't like to see Harry Kane in an Arsenal shirt, would you?
4: Well, I saw Sol Campbell in one. <laughs> yeah. That was tough enough that's, to take. You didn't like that.
5: You've never forgiven him, On a free... So they, it's yeah. worse on a free, I think. Well, well, that's well, this is a free, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Britain's oldest driver with a full licence is a man aged 109. Wow, wee. There are still 395 centen- cent... Sorry, people over 100. Fetch <laughs> <bit> like <laughs> <laughs> your cloth, grandpa. Why make it difficult for myself? Yeah. 395 people over 100 who are legally driving. <laughs> and uh, breaking news, though, Mercedes have just uh, snapped up Colonel Sir Tom Moore to replace Bottas. Is that right? Yeah, I'm quite excited <laughs> about it. He'd be, he'd be great, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, you wouldn't want to be behind him on that,
4: uh, kind of a, a, a single track country road, though, would you? The old 109 <laughs> really year old. Andy, so, um, Andy, I've got a question for you. You oh mentioned yeah. Colonel Tom there. I've got a question about another Colonel. Do you know what Colonel Sanders' uh, first name is? The Colonel, as he's uh, known. Sir With- Tom. No, he's not. Funny enough, he wasn't Sir Tom, the Colonel Sanders. Uh, do you know what? It's, it's a great triv question, this, isn't it? I yeah. mean, if you're doing a pub quiz... He went round his garden soon,
5: 11 times, each time he thought of a different herb and spice. <laughs> that's how it happened. What is the Colonel's <laughs> first name? Anybody know I'm looking next door? Colonel no, Sanders. no, Tom, is No, not Larry's. Not Larry's. Sanders. That's no. no uh,
4: Algernon. No, you're just being stupid yeah, now. Well, I don't know. What it's, is it? It's Harland. And oh, the reason I know is. this is that a mum who craved KFC... Hmm while pregnant, decided to name her baby boy Harland. Uh, the Not first after name. the
5: Dortmund striker. No. Very promising. <laughs> no, no. Twenty years old. No,
4: they're, they're, yeah. Um, the uh, first name of Colonel Sanders, Jessica Kelly, and her husband Michael from uh, Raynham and Kent. Then found out little Harland and the Colonel share a birthday. Well, so that's got to be that's got to be worth. Lovely, uh, isn't it? it's got
5: to be worth a bargain bucket at the very least, isn't it? I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now uh, to last night's game and. Uh, yeah, I think Leipzig deserved it, didn't they? I think they deserved. Yeah, to they win, did. Yeah,
4: yeah they, they. I mean, look to, to say any game involving Atletico Madrid, the other team went for it a bit more is a bit churlish.
5: Really, yeah, but they were they really do. passive Atletico. Their pressing was. Don't know what it was—the heat or what it was—but they it just wasn't them. There was no, no. life about their play. But uh, you've got to think PSG will fancy beating Leipzig, though. No, I think they will. But uh, it was a fractious last, what should have been five mm. minutes, but ended up being about eight. Yeah, but I never understand why they get into in, into a fight when they're running out of time yeah. and they start pushing each other. You think, well, that's just going to eat up time, you know. So. I know. I don't know, Upper Mcarno. What a wonderful player! Very good. I don't understand Chelsea. I mean, why spend if ninety million on Havertz? Why not spend it on Upper Mcarno? You wouldn't need yeah. Havertz then because you've got I enough th- already. I think uh, Rafi Honigstein was saying that he could have gone last
4: year, but no one would meet the sixty million buyout clause. <sighs> and that was a, the that was the pre-COVID market. And I'm so looking at him now. I saw him play well, I, against him play, first, yes, and it? he was yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. The, and last night he was yeah.
5: absolutely wonderful. I mean, completely dominated Diego Costa, and that's not an easy thing to do, even if it's a. Slightly diminished Costa from what he was, but uh, there you go. Um, fans will be allowed in soon, which is great, but uh, it sounds like they're going to have to sit there in complete silence. How's that going to work? They're worried about you cheering, aren't <laughs> You're they? You're not allowed to cheer or <clears throat> sing. Yeah. Is that sort of, you know, I
4: think you will be able to. You won't be able to help yourself. I mean, as we've been saying, there'll be sort of staggered ways to get in, staggered ways to get out. That's mm. the big concern, not sitting people down. Um, also, we, we discovered, didn't we, uh, overnight, that mm. they're going to change the... Uh, FA Cup winners money which looks understandable because the FA have been hit by what's gone on as much as anybody but it's such we've always said it's such a lifeline it makes such a huge difference to clubs at, at the lower levels yeah. when they have and a good Your, your cup point one.
5: about clubs at the top not needing as much That's true if you're going to cut the it? money
4: you know do, do yes. City I mean, City will probably win it or they'll certainly reach the final because they always take it seriously but the City seriously need that money wouldn't it be better just to cut it for the final and maybe the semi-finals and let more money filter down no, I think in, so into a sort of grassroots level well we're going to have a chat with Michael Flynn mm. because Newport County have had some great runs in the cup uh, in the last few years. So what sort of difference did it make to him uh, and the club and the chairman? We'll, we'll They've find had it. replays as well,
5: haven't they? I've, um, actually, <laughs> I always like to tell you about these scams that you get on email in case you get one similar. yeah. Uh, this one comes from Oxfam Donations I got this morning. Hmm. And it's uh, from Miss Fatima Ali. She's written to me. She said, you've just won 500,000 euro donations from Oxfam International here in Turkey. So get back to us for more information. Yeah, yeah. Surely I'm supposed to give them money on rather than them give me money they're giving it to you and then you donate it to Oxfam <laughs> that but I, I think at one
4: point the, the way they want to get they ideally want your bank details so they can put that uh, 500,000 euros in
5: there so Guessing it's not true, Andy. No, no. Um, you've got to be so careful. I have been caught though before. You've got to be well, so not careful. for five hundred thousand no, euros. For, are. No, no. Giving my details inadvertently. You know, it's it's so easy. I was watching Fake Britain last <laughs> Don't night. Don't you start exactly I'm enough with my Mum? Yeah, I like Fake Britain. It's oh good. Why? Yeah. It's fake. Everything's fake. But I prefer
4: the knock the off version on the other channel. I've done that one before. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport.
4: Martin is a man who likes a flutter. He's, he's not the greatest of punters, I think he'd be the first to tell you. <laughs> and I think we would have heard by now if he had a, a, a couple of quid on <laughs> he knows no fear at Leopardstown He's going to be on that one. A 300 to 1 winner. Longest price winner in UK and Irish racing history. So how does that happen? Bruce Millington from the Racing Post joins us. Good afternoon, Bruce. Hiya, chaps. It's, this is a, a bizarre one, isn't it? I mean, 250 was the, the, the highest odds before this, but 300 to 1.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Extraordinary. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how it happened, really. I mean, I'm, I'm still struggling to see how the horse won because in his, he'd only had raced once before and, and finished miles behind. Now, it subsequently turns out that the horse fluffed the start, so there was a, a kind of excuse, but there was nothing much else in it that made you think he had any chance for this whatsoever. The bookies gave up on him, and, and consequently, there was a very red hot favourite in the race, actually. And obviously, that's why a lot of the other runners were pushed out. And funny enough, the horse beat the favourite by a, a, a head, I think. So it was a great day for the book. Well, all by one bookmaker, which we'll come on to. But yeah, most of the bookmakers will have loved that. I
5: yeah. think Paddy had about 10 punters, didn't he? He did. A few a few of
4: the bookies have admitted that, that people got on it, just small amounts of money. And you mentioned that hot favourite. Even in running, the favourite was 100 to 1 on. Uh, in running. So
3: I mean yeah, exactly. people
1: yeah. It's extraordinary but we we do have to give credit to one Alan Milligan, who um who's the stable lad who looks after he knows no fear. He was so confident. He had 100 euros each way on the horse. Ooh, wow. He won 36,000 euros which is, you know, one of the bets of all time. Fantastic. So uh yeah, he 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 foresaw it nobody else did.
4: The owner is a billionaire businessman, uh, Luke Comer, and even he wasn't that confident because he didn't have any money on it himself. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, if there's one guy who doesn't need a to one winner, it's probably Luke Comer. He and his brother Brian, obviously, started out as plasterers in the 80s and built up one of the biggest property companies in Britain and Ireland. So, And and he, he has a, a stable... Um, and, and runs a few horses, not with a great deal of success. But he would have loved that one yesterday for sure. Wonder I mean, if, what will he be next time he goes? Well, I was going Bruce, to say punters yeah. will be following him now, won't <laughs> they? Clearly. Yes. No, they'll latch on to him now. I mean, it's, it's actually quite a good performance that. And if, it, like I say, if you take the view that there was a valid excuse for the first uh, for the first run in that he did just break far too slowly, then he's probably actually quite a decent horse. Yeah, he won't be three hundred to one or even thirty to one in future.
4: What's your uh, over the years, Bruce? Please gamble responsibly and all that. But what's what's been your uh, <laughs> your finest hour when it comes to a long odds winner?
1: Oh, well, I have once had. I see what I do. I, I always back our golf tipsters. Hmm. You know, there's always a tournament in Europe and a tournament in America, and um, and so I always do an each way double on the on the golf tipster selection, Steve Palmer, and he managed to have, I think it was fifty to one and eighty to one winners. Um, in in the same week, and I had a five each way on that, and I, I can't remember. I think I laid a little bit off, but I think I won about seventeen grand. So that was once in a lifetime. It, it certainly wasn't yeah. uh, I think it's long enough ago that if my wife is listening um, <laughs> and she holds her hand out, I can safely say it's all been spent. Of course, it is. <laughs> the Hawksby
3: and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
2: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
4: We spoke to a comedian and DJ yesterday, Klaus van der Eerden. He's on Radio 538 uh, in in, in Amsterdam, I think. And he organised via the radio station the World um, Belly... What was it? Belly Sliding. Belly Sliding Championship. sort of thing you do in your garden on a hot day with the kids where you Mm. kind of put a wet tarpaulin or sheet down and a bit of fairy liquid and they all sort of you know yeah. slide along that yeah, kind sure. of deal yeah. but he did it for adults and uh, you know mm. it was a proper competition oh, yeah. so Very we nice. covered it uh, being a sports station yeah. and um he was telling our producer yesterday he was going to talk about it on his own show on radio 538 so i think you can pick out a few bits of english and some interesting pronunciations of our names and here he is uh, on dutch radio Reca- it would be interesting to find it from our dutch listeners what they made of us he's
3: probably swearing um, yeah
4: he probably is we in his appearance
5: with us yesterday de hoogtepunten van sport
3: maar dat is echt een miljoenen, miljoenen hebben zij hè
5: miljoenen hoe heten die gasten Goeie vraag hox en Gapsby. hoxby en hoxby En die Bags zitten be. dus op de
1: Engelse radio zitten
5: ze. engels op sport talk,
1: heet sport, heet dat, talk. sport talk Hawks Hawksby, Hawksby and Gatsby. Hawksby
5: and Gatsby.
4: It's interesting that you can say Hawksby, but couldn't say Jacobs. <laughs> no. There must be something in the Dutch language. No, that's well, that's enough J's be, in Dutch, isn't there? I'm quite happy to be Gatsby. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. I'm not that great, let's be honest. No, you're
4: certainly, you're certainly not. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is, um, class when he broadcasts, is on an exercise bike. Yeah. Do you know I used to see substitutes doing that sometimes yeah. in games? And he, he sits there pedalling away during the show. And Andy, you were saying earlier on, since you've returned to the studio post, Lockdown, you've not been doing as much
5: exercise. At the time, I was getting a good hour in every day between our meeting and then the next meeting, and I just had this period was, that, you know, the time I would have spent commuting, I was spending exercising so I got myself quite fit but it's obviously d- disintegrated a bit now
4: OK, what but man, do? well, why don't you bring the exercise bike in then? <laughs>
5: Especially my Watt bike No, it'd be <laughs> great! <laughs> Tom Watt bike That would be
4: brilliant, wouldn't it? You could sit there and pedal <laughs> away. one
5: for the older listeners Yeah, so I think that would be
4: good Now, um, we're, we're oh, looking yeah. for TV formats for someone. It is a Friday so you can bring in games, so feel free to have a little bit of fun with this. Sure. And it's the golfer the young tour rookie Toby Tree, T-R-E-E, Toby Tree, a young mm. British golfer. And we thought if, if the golf doesn't work out, which it sounds like it is currently, maybe he might look mm. for a bit of work in TV and we can maybe find some TV formats for him. So I thought Fever Tree that's nice. That might be quite nice. Where well, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't quite worked out what the... Is it a medical programme? <laughs> well, it could be. Is it, a, is it a bit like the old night fever? Is it a kind of karaoke, dance-along, well, it could sing-along could be other
5: medical programme, tree surgeon.
4: It could be. That might be nice, yeah. Tree hugger, that's an interesting one. It good, looks yeah. at the different ways people <laughs> greet... Each other around the world that 's on uh, National Geographic or discovery uh, trees a jolly good fellow it 's just uh, d- just doing good deeds uh, around the world so if you want it's f- all trees around here it used to be it used to be all trees around here it 's like who do you think you are that
3: would be very good wouldn 't it I 'd watch that the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport
4: Throughout lockdown we sympathize with comedians and actors and others who love their sport who come and join us on the show and said it won't be long hopefully you can get back out there soon performing to audiences they've been doing things online but it's it's not not the same as looking in the whites of the eyes of of an audience and we're very pleased to say that's starting to happen again and uh, one of the people who will be in action tomorrow evening at Hatfield House fantastic beautiful old Elizabethan Manor it is outdoors Mm. Um, so uh, take a raincoat it is our old mate and host of course on Saturday mornings with Max Rushton Charlie Baker good afternoon Charlie Afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good, thank <laughs> you. What's it going to be like back in front of an audience again after well, all these months? Yeah, well, we're, we're like divorced dads.
0: We're gradually being let let back in the house.
4: <laughs> We've started in the car park.
0: We're now in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, we'll be allowed back in the house, and it'll be all right. But, yeah, it's been weird. It's been weird. The Zoom gigs have been super odd, mm. um, and I did one in Newbury Racecourse Car Park the other week. <laughs> not the first time I've, I've performed in Newbury Racecourse. No, but we'll draw a veil over that.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, we had 500 cars at that, so that was all right. People wow. enjoyed
4: that. What was it like That's working good. to cars and like uh, mm. appreciative honks? Uh,
0: well, yeah, um, it was different. It was a bit like doing a corporate gig or a, a sort of business gig and – absolutely dying hard because (laughs) getting no laughter whatsoever but you're just having to hit your punchline and hoping someone beeps their horn Hmm. um so that was that was a bit odd but people seem to enjoy it um i did you know the song remix to ignition yeah got them doing the beep beeps and the toot toots on in the cars on that people seem to like if they had a big car they had a a bigger horn on their car than yeah. if they had like a little, I don't know, let's pick a, a car out of the, a Suzuki Swift. Let's just pick that out of the air.
6: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, uh, uh, they'd have a, a little, but very effective horn on a Suzuki Swift. So, you know, <laughs> two, 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 two. so that was very good fun. And then um, I did one in the, I did one last week, uh, two weeks ago in the car park of the uh, Tring Theatre. Right. Um, which we had about 100 people in, and we were under a marquee. And then, yes, tomorrow night, comedy store, tomorrow night, in the grounds of Hatfield House in St nice. Albans with Hal Cruttendon, Susie Ruffle, and Brennan Reese. Now, the bills for all these gigs are absolutely amazing because every comedian wants to work, and there is no work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's true. The, the, the lineups are incredible. Excellent. Char-
5: Charlie, when, when you came, was it like football in a way that when you came back, were you a bit ring rusty, or did you slip straight into it?
0: Well, I just I I was MC in my first couple, so you, with that you can sort of just feel your way in a little bit. But yeah, it's because you're so used to that rhythm of telling the a joke and hitting the punchline, riding the laugh and then trying to surf that laugh a bit into your next joke. What what becomes very apparent is <laughs> uh, how the links between jokes aren't actually very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because normally you're covering that with ha 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 Yeah, so anyway, hey, you know what it's like when you're driving down the road? Yeah. Whoa. You know. <laughs> whereas now it
4: just sounded like you're going, Link,
5: you know. Yeah. <laughs> what car would you be driving down the road?
4: Yeah. In, well, that was a, good, in a car park you can <laughs> you do the driving that. down the road material,
5: can't you? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's been it's been uh, in in many ways, if you've been in the game a while, I've been stand up for about 14 15 years it's actually quite not nice because obviously got to make a living but uh, just be able to stop get off the roller coaster a little bit and go well actually what do i want to do i've been telling that joke for 10 years am i still going to tell it and of course the answer is yes <laughs>
5: <laughs> of course it is Your bird paintings were very good though during lockdown you know surprising Andy? Yeah. That's very, very kind of you to uh-huh. say that. They were of
0: varying degrees of good. Yes, yeah, so I was painting um, uh, birds, uh, mm. garden birds and seabirds because I because uh, I've had to do a lot of parenting, which has been the main thing because the kids aren't at school. I've got a four-year-old and a thirteen-year-old, so I did a lot of parenting. So with the four-year-old, it was mainly cutting and sticking, you know, pasta on bits of paper, yeah, that sort of thing. But while rather than just sit there next to her. And just go, yes, very good, I thought well i'll I'll start painting, so yes, I started painting birds, but I had a terrible experience with painting a turkey, and I, I lost my nerve Andy.
4: You Why know. <laughs> well, it was get, kept fighting you off did it the turkey <laughs> yeah. just one more coat of emotion and I'll let you go yeah. exactly. of course not kids you shouldn't be doing that to a, to a, a bird even bird. at Don't Christmas bird, <laughs> so um, that might be a quite a nice no- novel we Charlie Charlie Baker the bird painter you go on oh, no. do a few gags do it. the one about the car going down the road and then paint the a goldfinch or something
0: and now we're going to, I'll well, just do it while well, I'm, um, people
4: will go, what is that?
0: No yeah. one knows what a Colton's looks like. So, yeah, that's,
4: that's a good idea. No, I've tried um, Whittling
0: Live, I was going to do. I just made a trailer <laughs> <Whittling>. for that.
4: <laughs> whittling Live, that would oh, be no, fantastic. I made a big
0: sort of bombastic trailer A Whittling Live. Yeah. <laughs> live, Whittling, but I, that's as far as I got um, yeah. with that. Fishing, I've taken up fishing. That Have was you really? Good. I've enjoyed. enjoyed that, yeah, I've really oh, enjoyed good. that. Sort of uh because of the Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer show, oh, really. I love it's that the show. That it's a show, wonderful, wonderful program. Yeah, I, though. thought, mm, I can sit by a river. That looks fun. That's
4: fantastic. Yeah, you, so could really on,
5: f- you could be on Fisherman's Blues. Yeah, I the have Sundays. to get you on as a guest with uh, oh,
4: yeah, with yeah. Nigel, That's definitely. A um, what a good idea that is. At Yahoo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that clip? The um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to show you Paul one of like. One of good, That's very good. It yeah. looks like a, From here, from a distance, that looks like an island. Take an aerial view of an
5: island. No, it's but... a spotted red shank. Oh, of course it is. Of
4: yeah,
0: course it is. No, the best one, I think, is there's a seagull and I think there's a good puff in. I, did it. I'm more, I'm more like the, I think it's because of my Devonshire route. <laughs> yeah, Devonshire, the think, seabirds. I'm good at the seabirds. The <laughs> Yeah. Because cool, yeah. of Talk United, I've been looking at seagulls my whole life.
6: Mm.
4: Not exactly. long now, is it be, be before <laughs> the Talk here back in action, of
0: course. Oh, yeah. October the 3rd, Gary and the boys shooting for the top. We've lost our main striker, unfortunately, yeah. Jamie Reid, been sold to Mansfield. Well, not sold, left for Mansfield. Mm. Um, and uh, that'll be a big miss, I think. We've signed some experience. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I think we're going to be all right because we seem to have, have a little bit of money to invest. The thing is with the National League, they should let the fans back in because none of the none of the stadiums are full anyway. Yeah. They're one in three seats. Lucky, most of the, places if you get one in three seats full anyway. Yeah. So they should they can fill the grounds, you know, and and these smaller clubs like the National League clubs, they all they run on the income from the gate. Sure, so of course, no, no, there's no major television deal or anything like that. So no. the, the sooner they can get fans back in the grounds for mm. I don't know, for non little League 2 and down, yeah, you know, especially with the salary cap in it's Absolutely.
4: Uh, Charlie, uh, you know the pressures of this. Uh, we're heading off to uh, the break. So you're on tomorrow with Max once again, is that right? Yes. Sir.
0: 10 till well tomorrow morning, all the usual rubbish, autobiography wars. Um, we started an adventure sports series. Last week we had um, an ice climber on. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow we've got a bloke who ran 200 miles in a tunnel. Oh, fantastic.
4: fantastic. we we'll look forward okay. to that. Excellent. Uh, cheers, Charlie. All the best. Good luck with the gig. If people like want tickets, rest. where do they go to get tickets for your gig at
0: Hatfield? Um, Uh, I'm assuming C tickets, yes Comedy store at Hatfield House tomorrow night Um, I think it's an 8 o'clock start And it's a two hour show And a really good bill The
3: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast From Talk Sport
4: Martin Kellner's music Because it is uh, five past three Of a Friday So so here he is, squad number nine Mm. With his week of sport A sideways glance uh, A week of sport (laughs) on TV Good afternoon Martin (laughs)
6: Good afternoon to you. I think we ought to give credit to Baba Brooks. It's actually... Yeah, I, did, it? I didn't do that. No, that not, you didn't me. write it. I just, no, yeah. I chose it. Yeah, a just, it's, a great, it's great, They've nicked it for Nick
5: um, the warm-up on Sunday there.
6: They do play it on the warm-up. Do yeah,
5: they,
4: I think they? it's oh, obviously yeah. in the bank of songs, and uh, there's they, nothing wrong with that, but uh, it's lovely no, well, it, uh, people visualise you whenever they hear it, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yeah.
6: I look on it as a tribute a Tip of the Hat. Yeah, of course, of course. Now, what have you been watching this week? Well, I watched The Australian Dream, which was a fantastic show. You can pick it up on BBC iPlayer. Mm. And if you've been uh, at all confused by some of the arguments around Black Lives Matter and why it's important, uh, etc., watch this show and uh, I think you'll get a sort of idea where the whole thing is coming from. I mean, it's, it's no secret that the, the native Australians who'd been there for thousands of years uh, were treated horrendously when uh, Australia was uh, was colonised, if you like. Um, So obviously every year you have uh, Australia Day, I think it's January the 26th when most of Australia, you know, celebrates wildly in that uh, shrimps-on-the-barbie type way that the Australians love so much. But um, part of, the, of Australia doesn't call it Australia Day, they call it Invasion Day, because that goes back sort of 250 years or however long it is when, um, you know, when Captain Cook and everybody came over. And they were, were treated absolutely abysmally. Well, the programme is about AFL, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, the Australian Football League, which I like to think of as... Uh, Rugby for Meshuggahners, so uh, basically, it's a very fast game, it's quite um, you know, quite a physical game, mm. and this chap called Adam Goods, who you may be familiar with, mm. he has had a fair amount of publicity, uh, mm. because he was voted uh, Australian of the Year in 2014 for his campaigning against racism. So, you know, he's become a campaigner um, and it's his story largely, although they do talk about one or two of the other uh, Aboriginal players, you know, who preceded him. Um, but he committed the sin of being a, a black man who didn't walk away, if you like. Uh, and uh, he heard some racial abuse coming from the crowd. Uh, some, it was a match between Collingwood and Sydney Swans, which was his team. Mm. Uh, one of the Collingwood fans called him an ape. 13-year-old
4: uh, kid, wasn't it? It was a 13-year-old kid. I mean, he's troubling at any time. That's terrible, yeah. not
6: it? Yeah, absolutely. And he, and he made that very point that, mm. you know, nobody's born. You know, you learn your racism at, at, at that sort of age, which was the point he was trying to make. Uh, and then, of course, everybody piled on on social media. And uh, it was as much about you know social media and the news cycle and what that does to uh, to an argument hmm. you know, he had a cogent argument he said clearly it, he actually in the after, uh, in the after match interview he expressed sympathy with this thirteen year old girl who 'd obviously picked up a bit of racism, uh, you know, around, I don't know, around the home or wherever it had come from, and uh, was really just using it because, you know, there were fierce rivals, Collingwood and, uh, and Sydney Swans, and she just wanted to have a go at the player. Mm. And she says, you know, your big ape goods or whatever. And he heard this, uh, and in light of the history, which the programme is really good at uh, picking out, he saw that as a reference back to the fact that when the white settlers arrived in australia the aboriginal people were seen as subhuman you know so immediately the word ape was a sort of as damaging a racial epithet as you could use Mm. because it harked back to all those you know thousand years of memory and what the australians had was an assimilation policy the idea what which was I suppose, well-meaning, but the idea was that the um, Aboriginal population would assimilate and uh, they they, uh, sort of advertise and publicize this by a picture. Of um, several generations, so you'd have the first generation of Aboriginal people who were black, and then you'd you'd get slightly less black until the last. I know it's horrendous. Yeah. The slightly less black one was the the last picture, which was a blonde-haired uh, boy, and you, you look at that and you think this is a sort of racial policy. This is this is r- racial politics, as invented by Blue Mink. You know, yeah, it was, exactly uh, you was a reference yeah. there for the teenagers. Yeah. Um, Martin when when you say pile on though what
5: what happened there people piled on to the player for it out because he did point this he pointed this kid out Hmm.
4: to security
6: didn't he and and, and, he pointed it and she was uh, taken out she was escorted out of the ground but people then um, painted him as a bully uh, and the prologists could have, you know, obviously there was a huge Twitter feed. A lot of it just racist, just out and out racist. Mm. But a lot of people who, if you ask them, are you racist? They'd immediately say, no, no, I'm not racist. But, you know, would point out that it, it was bullying, you know, because it was a 13-year-old girl. But there was an awful lot about casual racism, if you like, in this. People who would they're not racist but the the sort of racism is there in the atmosphere there was a bit there was a bit on the footy show you you both watched the footy yes, show yes we have yeah 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 which is a good show, but there was a guy on there who uh, I take to be a bit of an Australian uh, Jim Davidson in a way, uh, a guy called Sam Newman, mm. who um, Adam Goods was supposed to turn up on the show, uh, didn't turn up on the show, and this guy blacked up. I mean, he literally, oh, god, he literally went blackface on the uh, on the show, and that wasn't that long ago, it was early 2000s or no, late 1990s, actually. Mm. Um, so, it, and you did get the impression that Australia in a way was was beginning to to live with you know was but i'm sure there is well i know there is that these racist incidents do still occur but he was made australian of the year in 2014 and there seemed to be a certain amount of reconciliation going on but if you're at all you know puzzled by you know taking a knee why do they all do that isn't it time to stop taking a knee? all that sort of stuff uh, well worth watching this show it's called the australian dream sort of meant ironically as well because uh, you know part of it is the australian nightmare
4: and it's on uh, the iPlayer because it was on this week on bbc2 wasn't it so it's on the iPlayer uh, it's uh, available iPlayer. to download and to watch so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, i've not watched it yet. i've downloaded it by, oh, it's by well mind. worth watching it I really watch it. yeah he's so, a
6: very impressive guy have you I've taken in bit, the
4: snooker martin i've week. been
6: taking in the snooker there's been a cracking match going on while you two guys have been on air oh uh it's um yeah mark selby versus ronnie o'sullivan it's Mm. down to there's two frames between them now it looked like ronnie was going to get swamped at one stage but um, yeah, I'm enjoying the snooker, as I always do. But uh, there was a, a documentary on uh, earlier in the week. Uh, and again, it was a BBC one. Uh, Alex Higgins, The People's Champion, which I think was, uh, I think what it was, was a, an updating of a documentary that may have been on in the 70s. Um, there were all sorts of uh, but it's got a cracking documentary. It talks about, uh, in his own Twilight world, Hurricane Higgins is almost a god. Uh, well of course um it's not a Twilight world anymore it's no. on hours on the TV but there's some great clips back from the uh, from the 70s and 80s uh, Clive Everton's on it, always good to, you know, the old generation of uh, snooker people. Um, Bill Burroughs, of course, who we all know, yeah, uh, mm. who wrote a, a very good biography of uh, yeah. Alex Bill's, Higgins. Bill's uh, stories
4: of trying to meet up with Alex Higgins, who oh. originally said he was going to be part of the protest, are hilarious, actually. <laughs> so many of yes. uh, which all turn up in the book. It's a great it's a great book, actually. Recommend it. Yeah.
6: Yeah, well, he's on the show, mm. and uh, basically the, uh, the show covers the way uh, Snooker's changed and the fact that, obviously, the moment that Alex Higgins was sort of frozen out of Barry Hearn's uh, room thing, uh, that sort of ended that particular era of Snooker. But, I mean, people do say there aren't the personalities in Snooker these days, which is, which is true, but it doesn't mean it's not a great... You know, they have to sort of invent personalities. Like, there's one guy called the Potter from Pinner, I mean, you know, the (laughs) Potter from Pinner. Presumably, the guy comes from Pinner and Potter starts with a P. Uh, Or uh, Anthony McGill, who's in the other semi-final, uh, Glasgow's Tartan Nugget. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't mean anything really. It just means nothing at
5: all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'll give you a quick recommendation. 30 for 30, the two Bills. It's about Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. It's a portrait of two great coaches who worked together, fell out, and then reconciled. But it's Ooh, good. Okay. We're going, oh, OK. We'll go check that one out,
3: Martin. We know you like a 30 will. for 30. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
4: We talked earlier on about Toby Tree, the young golfer, and uh, you came up with some TV formats for him. So let's rattle through them. Now, thanks for sending in. Mean, Scott in Liverpool went with Tree 2 1. Uh, Maybe that's the reworking of the old Ted Rogers show. (laughs) Tremendous, uh, in which uh, uh, he goes round uh, rating gardens uh, with trees in. Again, it's quite a limited a, format there from, watch that. from, from Jamie.
5: Well, I'd rather watch that
4: than the k- karaoke show. Can't see Can the wood have. Can't see the wood for the trees. Uh, Mr. Tree swaps careers with the England fast bowler Mark Wood. That, that's one way of approaching it, of course. You had one, didn't you? Barking, barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, it's a bit the like tree. The Only Way is Essex. Slightly <laughs> earthier version of that. That's right, yeah. um, Chris in Tamworth says, your young golfer could have a TV show that followed the lives of the men and women of the North Sea Oil Rigs who worked to bring the black gold out of the ground in tea tree oil. Again, that's one for National Geographic. Come dine with trees, says Bert Atkins. That, that, uh, that uh, yeah, that, we, I could get the idea with that. And um, Treehouse, the golfer becomes a DJ and learns to mix house music and plays the clubs of Europe, says Gab Cancello. And one final one, tree trunks. Toby travels the world. There's a lot of travelling around the world. Don't <laughs> really think they get these bad budgets from. No one's got any money in tally anymore. Toby travels the world uh, on Zoom, reviewing different countries' favourite <laughs> swimwear. That was JP Thomas. Thanks all of those this afternoon Um, and let's hope uh, Toby takes a few of those on it's a bit of telly work out I'm sure the golf's working out rather well
3: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
4: from TalkSport there we are. That was this afternoon show. We're not here on Monday. We return on Tuesday. We leave you in the very capable hands of Charlie Baker and Max Rushton on Monday. So if you can
3: join us next week, that would be marvellous. But thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four pm on Talksport.